0: You're listening to a 4x4 four Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Jeep Mama.
1: Are you sure?
0: Josh. Yeah, I don't think so.
2: And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace
3: yourself. This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is brought to you by Extreme Terrain, off-road outfitters for the YJ to the JL Wrangler parts. Stay tuned to later in this episode to hear about their latest overlanding build featured in their Throttle Out YouTube series.
2: Hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything, but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. She was yawning. She had no chance of know, jumping in there. With, I was, you, I almost she's did She's sleepy already. <laughs> the show is just starting. This isn't a it, good omen. Omen.
3: 1130 at night.
2: <laughs> Never remove the veil. The, the uh-huh. audience does not need to know this information. I know, exactly. hey, hey, hi, this is Tony and I like knives. You know when it's time to get
4: stabby. And I'm just here to chew gum and talk Jeep and I'm <laughs> fresh out
3: of gum. <laughs> And I'm Tammy, former minivan mom turned Jeep mom off-roader extraordinaire. Hey, Josh, what's coming up on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show?
4: Well, we're going to peel back the layers of the onion about you owning a minivan. I, this is news to me. I, I think we're going to have to <laughs> dig that wound wide open. No, no. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. We got Philip with Be Ready Blade Works back with the show. And this is some cool stuff, guys, because, uh, well, he's officially got a champion title ship uh, under his belt now. We're going to find out what that's all about here in just a little bit. This week in Jeep reveals one of the potentially biggest lawsuits to hit the Jeep world, and it may have you saying it's about time. In Wrangler Talk, we're going to talk a little bit about winching and what to do before you actually use that winch or before you need to use that winch. We're going to highlight some events that are happening in the Jeep world in our Wheeling Wear segment. Nicky G is going to do his very best to pretend he's normal, and we've got a whole bunch more show, so stick around. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And this week in Jeep is, as always, brought to you by Amazon.com. We've been saying for years that clicking on the Amazon logo on our site will take you right to Amazon.com, where anything you put in your cart and buy over the next 24 hours will have a small percentage donated to help out the show. It's really one of the main ways we're able to keep the show coming to you each and every week and put out great content and make sure it's all for free. And even though most of these pennies, nickels, and dimes we get from those purchases goes right back into the show, but we also believe in giving back ourselves. Over the years, with your online shopping help, we've been able to help donate to the Wounded Warriors Project. The Wounded Warriors Project mission is to honor, empower, and bring independence to wounded warriors who incurred a physical or mental injury, illness, or wound while in the service of our nation. We strongly support all of our service men and women, and we are proud to announce that in combination with Amazon and other affiliates around the nation, Wounded Warrior Project recently received a quarterly donation of over $190,000 thanks to people just like you who clicked on that logo on our site and purchased something online at Amazon.com. To date, Amazon has donated a total of almost $4.5 million to Wounded Warrior Project Incorporated and over $134 million to all charities worldwide. So, once again, from all of us here at the Jeep Talk Show and on behalf of the Wounded Warrior Project, thank you for your support. Well, the Evansville Jeep Association's 5th Annual Wheelin' for a Cause is coming up next Friday and Saturday, and ordinarily, uh, that's June 21st and June 22nd, ordinarily we'd be talking about something like an off-road event in our segment called Wheeling Wear towards the end of the show. Well, this time, uh, this is more of a call to action. The event will feature Jeep owners from all over the area putting their vehicles to the test on a course throughout the Interlake State Recreation Area in Lynnville, Indiana. There will also be food and auction other activities with the proceeds benefiting Mended Little Hearts of Evansville. As with any fundraising event, it takes quite a few hands to make sure everything runs as smoothly as possible. And that's where you Jeepers come in. Organizers are in need of volunteers for a variety of different responsibilities, including the information tent, traffic control, cleanup, food services, sales, and more. If you're interested in helping out, they definitely need your help. And we'll have a link on our site in the show notes for this episode where you can sign up for a shift online. Mended Little Hearts provides support programs for parents of children with heart defects and heart disease, as well as offers resources and a caring support network as families find answers and move forward to finding healing and help. So, good cause, and if you have the time, they'd love your help. Well, the time has come. A class action lawsuit has arrived over Deathwobble. This may have the potential to be one of the biggest things to hit the Jeep world since the advent of the locker. Jeep owners are taken to the courts over what is so affectionately called death wobble. The entire web is absolutely ablaze this week with reports about this class action lawsuit that was filed on June 12th in the Detroit U.S. District Court, targeting FCA specifically and alleging that the automaker knew about the issue but neither addressed it nor warned buyers at the time of sale about this potential problem. In a recent statement, an FCA spokesperson said, FCA U.S. has not been served with this lawsuit and cannot comment on its allegations at this time. However, we note that any manufactured vehicle equipped with a solid axle can experience steering system vibration, And if if experienced, it is routinely corrected. Typically, most reported incidents of steering system vibrations are primarily due to such things like poorly installed or maintained aftermarket equipment, like lifts and steering upgrades. Damaged or worn steering system components are almost always to blame. Even incorrect tire pressure in some cases can cause vibrations. But as we have previously described and as some of you have experienced firsthand, Jeep owners seem to get the worst of it. And it's less of a vibration and more of a violent shaking back and forth of the steering wheel. It usually occurs at higher speeds after hitting a bump and immediately thrusts in your mind's eye visions of a horrific death with the only thing saving you from a certain wobbly peril is to simply slow down. As some of us more seasoned Jeepers will tell you, this is nothing new. Death wobble has been affecting Jeepers for decades. Unfortunately for many of us, though, the class-action lawsuit specifically identifies only the 2015 through 2018 model year Jeep Wrangler. The rest of us, well, for now, are SOL. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, lists numerous complaints of a violent shaking of the wheel in Jeep Wranglers over the years, though no official investigation is presently underway. However, Multiple news agencies say safety advocates in Washington have campaigned for a closer look at the potential issue as far back as 2012. The lawsuit alleges Jeep has replaced steering dampeners for some owners experiencing issues under warranty, but that doesn't really fix the problem all over. Now, Throughout all of this, there is no mention of the Jeep Gladiator experiencing problems since it shares the same front axle setup as the Wrangler it's based on. Maybe it'll be just a matter of time for the Gladiator. Who knows? But it will be interesting regardless, however, to see what will come out of this and whether this will set a precedence for future lawsuits or if it just sort of ends up going away.
2: You know, I <laughs> I have a distinct feeling about this, and I could be wrong, but I am very passionately uh, a, a believer in uh, off-road vehicles having a, a solid front axle and not a, forgive me, piece of shit uh, ifs system because i mentioned that because ifs doesn't have death wobble because what's
3: what's ifs
2: uh independent front suspension uh, oh. uh like the desert racers and uh right it, it's it's nice and smooth because you need a smooth ride whenever you're you're when you're in an off-road vehicle you know <laughs> so but this is part of the the way the jeep is designed one of the reasons why it does so well off-road is because of the way it's designed and that design as designs have have some limitations and some issues with them but if you do proper maintenance you should not experience this issue um (laughs) it's it's it it it, it happens to to any any vehicle that has a a a, a solid front axle though. The geometry, uh, just a, a small amount of uh, wear in uh, tie rod ends will, will, can, can cause death wobble. Uh, and, it, and it doesn't have to be for off-road. I mean, you don't have to have modified it. It can just be worn and need to be replaced. So where's the class action lawsuit for that uh, heater hose that popped, you know, because you didn't <laughs> replace it after 150,000 miles, and now you've got all this steam everywhere. And, oh, my God, I could have been burned, and I couldn't get to where I needed to go on time, and my Starbucks coffee was cold by the time I got to Starbucks. I, I don't know. It's just there's some basic
4: maintenance that you have to do to your vehicle. What if your vehicle is less than a year old and is completely stuck and you get death wobble? What's the cause of it? That's what we're talking about here. So we're talking about brand spanking new Jeeps. I mean, 2018 model year. I mean, these things have been on the road for less than a year. Some of them maybe even just a matter of a few months. But um, we're talking about brand spanking new. And under warranty, what? that means they have not been modified Uh, with stuff, you know, aftermarket equipment that would void the warranty. So we're not talking about somebody who slapped on, you know, a a tie rod from Craigslist and now they have death (laughs) wobble. We're talking about a brand spanking new 2018 model year Jeep Wrangler fresh off the lot and it has death wobble. And that we're trying to figure out why a brand spanking new Jeep with a brand spanking newly designed, refreshly designed Dana 30 axle with all new technology should be having an old problem. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. See, uh, I, didn't, so that, I didn't pick that up in the in what you were reading. I thought it was just, uh, in general, uh, the death wobble that was uh, that was occurring. Um, do you think this could have something to do with the, the bad uh, welds that have been uh, occurring on the, uh, the
4: JLs? I don't know. I'm, there's a lot of stuff that's going through my head about this. Right now, if everything is just a buzz because this is happening. So, I'm sure there's going to be a fair amount of research. I'm Since the NHTSA is kind of sort of involved, but not really, I mean, there's nothing as far as an investigation, at least on the docket, that may change in the near future. I mean, this is fresh news. So, the dust hasn't even really settled yet from just the the headlines coming out about this yet. So I think there's going to be a lot of developments coming out over the next couple months about really the the finer details in this. We're going to hear a little bit more about specific cases, I believe and i think we're going to start seeing the really the pandora's box opened up as far as death wobble goes and this is going to really start focusing a lot of attention on death wobble as a whole yeah. and and really you know bring that awareness to the older jeep owner you know the the guys who own jeeps that are 20 30 years old and stuff well i think we
2: reported on this a number of years ago about congress actually taking up uh, they were looking at taking up uh, 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 getting rid of solid front axles on vehicles because of the death wobble situation. That might have been the 2012 thing that you were talking about in your report. I, I was looking back on this because I didn't think that you were just talking about one-year-old vehicles. Uh, I see where it says 2015 to 2018 and the mm-hmm. thing comes to mind is I wonder how many miles people have put on those vehicles because if you're talking 150,000 miles or more uh, from 2015 because there are people that put a lot of miles on vehicles then death wobble is more more likely uh, more likely to happen because of wear on the front end components.
4: Hundred percent agree. Everything you were talking about earlier, I couldn't agree with more. Because yes, I mean even like I said in the uh, earlier in the segment here, you know one of the main reasons for death wobble is worn components. Yeah. And and that's just something that people don't really think about when it comes to maintenance. Well, I don't have to maintain my steering. That's something that just always works. You know, it's I don't have to change the oil in the, in the steering because it doesn't have steering. You know, you, you know that that sort of thing is the mentality of, well, it's not a like I got to rotate sole. my tires right. or or you know, get an oil change every 3 months, you know, thing like that. It's sort of it's always worked. It's out of sight, out of mind, and a lot of people don't know how it works and you know, all that sort of stuff too. So there's a lot of factors here going around all of this, but I, ultimately, I, I'm really curious to see some specific case studies here. I just hope it's done done uh, scientifically and factually and not emotionally. Well, if the NHTSA gets involved with this and it actually goes to this, uh, the phase of investigation, we're going to see exactly that. Well, it's time to take a quick turn of the rumor mill. (laughs) Word on the street and off the trails is that the Ram 1500 will likely be sharing the new 3.0 liter EcoDiesel with the Gladiator. Sources close to the rumor are saying this is all but verified, and even if it does happen, it's not going to be until the Ram pickup has several months of sales under its belt. I'm guessing because they don't want to uh, really do any in-house competition. They want to get the ram out there, get the diesel established with the pickup, and then, oh yeah, by the way, uh, here's this other awesome pickup that we've got here under this other brand and it also has the same engine you might want to pay for that too. So uh, really cool stuff here. I'm really gonna be curious to see what sort of news pops up around this here over the next year as we uh, we get closer to the end of the year and another model year comes up to uh, comes up uh, you know in, in the in the lineup. Um, There are also rumors and pictures circulating that some recently posted spy photos of a Wagoneer prototype is running around. Mm. Well, unfortunately, if you were using your eyes when looking at the photos and not your butt, you'd probably clearly <laughs> see the pickup bed over the rear tires and not a uh, shape of an SUV, as it were. Now, what these vehicle paparazzi clearly don't understand is that it was likely just a test run of Ram's new version of the midsize Dakota which is rumored to come back as early as 2021. So uh, if you're uh, seeing those headlines, uh, just take a look at the pictures and you'll clearly understand, oh yeah, that's not a Grand Wagoneer at all. (laughs) Nor could it be. (laughs) Now this one is a little bit less of a rumor and more of a, hey, that's pretty cool. There is a new Jeep-themed bar in Toledo, Ohio called Wheelin' on the Rocks. Looks pretty cool too always lots of jeeps out front and they even have an entire section jeep on the wall that's been cut in half and made into wall art definitely unique we'll have a link to their facebook page and maybe even see if we can't get the owners to come on the show and talk about wheeling on the rocks in person pretty cool stuff yeah i'm gonna whine about it again there's another
2: jeep that they cut up and can't be made into an (laughs) off-road vehicle which reminds me i was hearing uh, i was listening to uh uh, the uh this week in jeep uh, uh deal that you uh, mentioned uh way back during uh, i guess february during super bowl when they took the uh the gladiator and crushed it and then showed oh, and came right. out with, and how horrible that was just... This garnered me. a lot of reaction that, yeah.
4: that everybody kind of had something to say about that commercial. And, it,
2: and it's kind of like this, you know, where they they. And I'm sure this was probably a total Jeep and it was all messed up on one side. And they said, hey, let's cut it in half and hang it on the wall. But still, it bothers me, damn it. That's a Jeep that could be out, you know,
4: going around off road or uh, even cruising them all. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. But nonetheless, it is some really cool wall art. I want to see the rest of this bar in person. If you know anything about Wheeling on the Rocks, if you've been there, maybe you know the owners or something like that, by all means, get in touch with us. We want to hear about it, and we want to uh, we want to get in touch with those people so we can't get them on the show. And if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know. Don't delay. You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Find out how to reach out to us. We definitely want to hear from you. Hey, coming up a little bit later in the show, we have an interview with Philip from Be Ready Bladeworks. Stick around. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast.
1: Shut up and listen. Shut up? So shut up. You don't up. Shut up, say. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G Mama.
3: Tony and Josh, uh, gosh, about a month ago, I won my winch. It was the QuadraTech Q Performance Stealth Winch. And um, I had the guys at Adrenaline Off-Road help me install it. And later when I, um, I think it was on one of my off-roading events I went to, I was told that you need to, and I'm not using the proper terminology here, but you need to pre-winch it. And I haven't done that, and I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to be doing this right, and so I need some expert advice. So I was going to go to the listeners out there to see if they could help me. No, I'm just kidding. Tony and Josh was going to ask for your advice. Not to say that our listeners aren't experts, but. Oh, we want to hear, we certainly want to hear from this uh, as
2: well. Hey, Josh, does this make uh, the pre-winch term, does that make sense to you? Because when I see that, I think of cable stretch, uh, because you need to to pre-stretch your cable before you start using it. But of course, she's not using cable.
4: Yeah, I've never really heard the the pre winch term. I mean, it's it's sort I, of you know tomato tomato. It's it's regional. It you know, I don't know. You know, so. Um, but yes, that's exactly it, Tony. Um, oh, okay, and, you're you're right. And Tammy, that's what everybody's referring to as far as pre winching or setting up your winch before you you go out and whatnot. Right. New winches need to be addressed. You got to spool that cable or or rope up and you want to pre-stretch that. And you got to do that using vehicle weight and the entire length of that cable or that rope. Most people will go to a parking lot and use like, you know, one of those big concrete pillars, um, you know, that the lights are attached to, or maybe a tree in the front yard or something. The biggest thing is you need to have a long, very straight, Pull. Right. You don't want to be like, well, I got to kind of dodge the car that's parked in the neighbor's, you know, front, you know, front driveway here. I got to kind of, you know, skirt around this, this, uh, you know, fire hydrant here. No, you need a direct straight line, um, straight angle perpendicular to the front of the vehicle. You hook up that winch line, you spool it all the way out, and then you winch it in with your vehicle in neutral. And, um, and really you're outside the vehicle, vehicle's running, it's in neutral, uh, maybe you have somebody inside the kind of you know guard and whatnot, but then you're operating the jeep you're you're operating the winch and using that that static weight of the vehicle just rolling across the pavement um, to put some pressure on that winch line and stretch it out as that winch is pulling you know uh, pulling the jeep along and rolling that with that cable or that rope onto the onto the drum for the first time now if you' so, if your drum if your drum came, Prius, you know if, if you if your winch already had cable on it, um, from the factory, I still recommend doing this. Typically, those are are just you know factory wound. Um, th- they don't really have a load on them. Uh, certainly not a load like what your Jeep's weight is. Uh, so I, you know, highly recommend doing this pre winching procedure of stretching that line out and re winching it with the vehicle weight uh, before you really consider using it as a recovery device.
3: So I was looking at some videos um, online. And one of the guys, when he was pulling out the line, he was just pulling it. I thought you would have to use um, the little handheld device. Or no, is, so no you put just, it in neutral.
4: Yeah, so okay. um, all winches have a free spool yeah, mode free spool. Or, or an open mode. Or, you know, I'm sure that they all kind of use a, a slightly different, you know, term. But typically it's free spool. And, and what that does is, is, Tony's right, again, just sort of puts the winch in neutral. And you're able to just grab the end of that cable, whatever end you have, whether it's a hook or a closed loop system or something like that, and just walk it out. Right. And y- yes, there are winches that have a very fast spool out. I know uh, Warren Xenon um, series, I think, claims to be one of the fastest line out winches that are that are out there. But, you know... You really want to do this aspect, this part of pre-winching, how to set up your winch and everything by hand. You want to do that. Mm -hmm. You you don't need to use the motor. And honestly, it's going to be a lot faster anyways to just walk it out.
3: So then, okay, you walk it out and, you know, you're in a straight line. You hook it up. Of course, use a tree saver if you're using a tree. Mm -hmm. Now... Now you're and probably you, going to
4: have to back the Jeep up a little bit. You're not going to be exactly 50 feet or 75 or 100 or whatever right. your cable length is. You're going to be about 15, 20 feet away from that tree when you hook things up. And then you're going to have to back things out very slowly. Your spool, you're going to be, you know, wound out and everything, or you could leave it, you know, free spool and then just slowly back the Jeep out until you get to that point of where, okay, I'm cr- I'm creating that that static pressure now. That line is coming off the ground. I'm, you know, putting some tension on right. it. Right. We'll go ahead and put the Jeep in neutral and begin winching. And, and, and it might be a good idea to have a buddy with you. You could do it yourself from inside the cab, but I recommend you know being out with a set of gloves. You know, um, a couple don't you have feet to away. Guide. You, you have do to have guide. to guide the cable. That's where I was going with this. You right. want to have your gloves on so that as that cable is sliding through your hands, because that's exactly what's going to be happening. You're guiding that cable onto the drum and making a nice, even, you know, spool up of that cable. One layer all the way across. You come up one, and then back all the way across. Back up another one. Back all the way across, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's, like it's actually, it's actually quite are, quite easy to do. And I would,
2: I would recommend. Jump. I want to jump in here. And I would recommend, from a yeah. safety standpoint, you want to be the one holding the controller as you're spooling. I mean, creating the yeah. the spooling in because you want to be able to get your finger off of that in case your finger goes in to where. No, the, you shouldn't be that close. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But you definitely want to be in control of that controller yes. and not have somebody else control of it. But you do have to pay very close attention, even if you're wearing gloves, because you will lose a fingertip or worse. Yeah, uh so Hold that stuff in.
3: So how do I hold the camera, spool it in, and the controller? I'm uh, kidding. See, now this, um, is where uh, you, this is this where, where you need a photographer, Tammy. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I was tripod, kidding. get the one of the kids oh, out there. Head with mounted. You. you just put it on your yeah. head, Tammy. There you go. <laughs> So how far back, you, you know, how long is the line? We'll, yeah, really. really no, no, depends no, how on far, how far, no, how far back do I s- stand from the Jeep as I'm pushing the button to wheel a it couple in?
4: Feet. You want your hand okay. to be a, 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 a couple of feet away yeah. from that, from the roller fairly, whatever fairly do you have, you, you know, because I mean, if you're six inches and all of a sudden, yeah. ooh, look a butterfly, suddenly <laughs> your, your ring finger is, uh, yeah, yeah. You, know, it's, it, Jeep. It, you know, you're sucked in there. Even letting go of that, of that you know, the button, um, the line in, um, when you're winching in, you let go of that. Sometimes the drum doesn't stop immediately. It It might go for another 16th of a turn or a quarter turn, maybe more. And, and so that's a very slow stop. And that could be entire length of a finger wrapped around cable or the drum or, or worse, you know, so it just really stay your, you don't need to be that close. A couple of feet. Is all you really just, need. Just
2: enough to guide it. Now, let me make sure really. that this is, this is correct. That people need to understand this. This yeah. is for cable. This is not for synthetic line. Well, There's I, no stretching of synthetic line. Is this correct? Well, synthetic no, line see, does stretch, but I it also has do do memory. It. And
3: but, they said I need to do it with my synthetic line, too, from Experts.
4: Yeah, since synthetic line does stretch, a cable stretch. I mean, it's, it's all, I mean. Okay, so it could it's be either carbon one. Fiber. It's, 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 not just, just, stretch. it's not
2: just cable. So you, should, you can do this on both. Because I've never had synthetic. I probably never will. Uh, cable makes sense to me as far as stretching. It's metal. It's going to stretch. Uh, so this could be done with either uh, synthetic or uh, steel cable. Should be done with
4: either okay. synthetic or. Or cable, yes. Okay. Now it, you don't have to do this every single time that you go out. This we're talking about brand spanking new winches mm-hmm. or a brand spanking new winch line. Yeah. And let's say your winch is ten or fifteen years old, but you just snapped your line on the last outing, and you and you you just got your new your your new cable in the mail. Um, this is something that you have to do, even though your winch is old, your line is new, and so you got to stretch out that line and get it onto the drum. So the, again, it's all just about. Uh, you know, new winch line procedures, uh, how to get things all set up. Now, what
2: happens if you don't do this? What what can happen to the cable or the synthetic line if you do not go through this procedure?
4: Well, I mean, we can go into, you know, multiple scenarios, but I mean, your worst case scenario is that line's going to snap. And and if you've ever seen the horror videos online of a winch cable snapping, it will cut a vehicle in half. I mean, it will go right through that A-pillar. It will go right through that windshield. Imagine what it will do to your leg or arm or torso or neck. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want a winch line snapping on you. That's the last thing you want. Now, if you have a dampener on it, that's one thing. But still, nobody wants to be in the middle of a severe pull. I mean, let's say we're talking about, you know, whether or not your vehicle is going to make it home if you pull this out or not. You know, whether or not you're, you're, you might be recovering a damaged vehicle or something. This might be the, the matter of getting home or or I'm just going to leave this thing here for the you know, rust to take it or something. I don't really <laughs> know. But, you know, it, it, so you don't want the the, the sanctity of your Jeep be hanging on whether or not you set your winch up properly that should be already done and nothing to worry about
3: the other thing um i think i was told is somehow it like wraps up wrong and it could get all twisted and tangled or whatever inside and you're not gonna be able to get it back out
4: yeah if you if you spool your line wrong i mean and this goes Across the board. I mean, even if you're dealing with a winch in a line that is 15 years old and you've had 100 pulls on it, if you spool, re-spool that line up wrong, it's going to get all tangled up. It's going to look like, you know, a fishing lure, you know, a, a fishing reel that uh, <laughs> was spooled out too fast or something. You get all that tangle and whatnot. And cable is hard. I, you know, it's made out of steel. i didn't tell you guys that this stuff is stiff. And it, it doesn't exactly, you know, come undone like a shoelace. You know, right. this stuff is, is, is hard. So if you get a couple of kinks in the line, well, first off, the line is done at that point. That's if you right. have any kink in a stable in, in a cable line, throw it out. It is done for. Um, and secondly, if you get if you're all spooled up like that and it's a mess inside that drum, you're not going to get it undone. You're going to have to cut that cable out. Mm-hmm. And that is an absolute mess. So this is where it comes in, where how critical it is. To make sure that you're spooled up correctly i mean the other thing is, is is also the rating of that winch that winch is rated at you know midline uh, length you know to pull you know, with some line on the drum and if you don't have that line on the drum correctly you're not going to be getting the most out of your winch and in fact you could actually be doing damage to your winch uh by putting forces on it that it wasn't intended to to see
3: oh it's uh, it's you know it i know it's <laughs> It's over. Are you nervous yet, Tammy? <laughs> yeah, no, I've been nervous since day one and everyone's like, oh, it's it's no big deal. And it it's really, funny. it
4: really isn't. I'm I'm No, making it isn't. It, it's it is important, but it's not it's it, and it is critical. But it's nothing that's like, oh my god, it's life and death, and 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 right. how am I gonna do this if if I if I if I screw right. up the slightest little bit, you know, I'm gonna die. It's it's not like yeah, that. It's, you might want to have somebody watching over your shoulder yeah. who maybe is an experienced wincher. Right. You know, maybe somebody who's, you know, got a little of experience with winches or something like that. Maybe even just to have somebody there, um, you know, for moral encouragement, for moral support. You know, maybe they they can put some drag on the brake or a little bit, you know, so that in in case you're facing the wrong way down a hill or something. I I don't know. Um, (laughs) That's the other thing. If you can get on a little bit of an incline and you're winching uphill, and I'm not talking about winching up a mountain here. We're talking about just a slight little grade. Like, you know, if I were to let the basketball go, it might slowly roll down the street, that type of thing. So, you know, that would be even better uh, for you. Um, But if you don't have that, it's super flat, super smooth, they just paved your street, that sort of thing. uh, Maybe have somebody sit in the Jeep and and just kind of maybe bring the e-brake up a couple of notches Mm -hmm. or just rest their foot on the brake. Just enough to give a little bit of drag uh, to put some extra weight on that line and get it stretched out good.
3: It's funny because I just um, posted a blog post about my negative trait, which is self-doubt, and it's about how just recently a bunch of people have opened my eyes to I'm more capable than I'm giving myself credit for, and I think I'm doing that here because I'm. I think I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. It, it really Rock.
2: is all the stuff that Josh was saying, although true, um, is not. That uh, was the first time I, uh, I went to the off-road park with my with the the winch on my Jeep. Uh, we hooked it up to a tree, and uh, I, I drug it hundred feet, and it was done. Uh, right, and, and I I used it. Uh, 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 yeah, I actually used it at that park, and I was literally dragging my Jeep across the ground because the 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 Cherokee that was stuck in the mud was had more the The friction was greater weight than mm-hmm. what my Jeep weighed, mm-hmm. and it, it worked fine. Everything was just fine on it. Right. The winch is great, and actually, I need to. <laughs> I still haven't uh, uh from the last time I used it. I still haven't rolled it back up like I'm supposed to, which is another thing I wanted to point out to you, Tammy. That if you use your winch, especially the synthetic, it's going to get dirty, and you're going to have to spool out that hole 7,500 feet to clean it. Because I know how you are about dirty things. I oh, know actually. I like cleaning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, it, it just like with the high lift jack, I was like, oh my god, you know, because everybody talks about how dangerous and stuff it yeah, is. Yeah, they are. You got to respect you know? it. It's like a good right. it,
2: it, it can hurt you, you, but most likely it's just right. a tool that you can use.
3: Right. And you know, after I read the directions and read the directions and watched videos, and then I did it for the first time myself, I'm like, oh, it's not, you know, and that's where it, for me, it's like, okay, Tammy, calm down. Get out of your head. Right, exactly. (laughs)
2: If it was that dangerous, there would be a class action lawsuit going against it. (laughs) Right,
4: right. You know, know, Tammy, anytime that I'm um, encroaching on a subject that I don't know a whole lot about or something that's new to me, I do a lot of research. I've talked about on the show for years about the importance of research. And I know that's a term that people typically, you know, they think of all oh, research.
1: I'm a scientist. I'm going to have my pocket protector and a
3: lab coat,
4: <laughs> and you know, no, no. We're talking about, you know, watching some videos, watching, you know, reading some tutorials and stuff, right. seeing how other people are doing it. Once you can teach yourself a little bit about what to kind of expect and kind of see the mechanics of how things are working and how things are done, you're 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 instilling confidence into yourself that you didn't know you had or right. didn't have. Until you get through some of this research and have an understanding of sort of how things are, how things work, and how to do things and stuff like that. So anytime somebody, and I recommend this to anybody out there who uh, has a little trepidation as to, well, I don't know if I want to get into that, do some research teach yourself about it and you're going to find at the end you're going to be a lot more confident about the subject and you're just going to be a lot easier to make some decisions. The only problem I have with
2: doing research is it's a lot like reading instructions and god knows I don't want to read instructions.
4: <laughs> <laughs> RTFM Tony, RTFM.
3: <laughs> well, Josh and Tony, thank you so much and I'm hoping to get to it this weekend. You know, it's Father's Day weekend and oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um Anyway, thank you guys, and um, I'll keep everybody posted, and hopefully I can find a photographer to videotape me or get a helmet cam. So, we can Well,
2: I want to report, Tammy. I want to know what yes. happened, and I certainly want to know because I, I, I'm sure we have uh, a listener out there that's concerned about doing exactly what you're concerned about. So we need to hear back from you to yes. let these people know. Uh, that it wasn't that bad, the emergency room
4: rate was not that long No, exactly. it may be different in your I area
3: cut off, <laughs> I only cut off three fingers instead of, you know, five so.
4: <laughs> I just lost the pinky, so it's all good Yeah, I never used yeah. it anyway <laughs> Right,
3: exactly, except for those pinky promises Well folks, coming up later in the show, we're going to be hearing from Nikki G
0: Hey, it's Allie from Canada again I uh, wanted to let you know I'm breaking the law Shh,
1: don't tell anyone
0: It is illegal to hold your phone in Canada, or at least in New Brunswick, and drive. So uh, instead of being on my car audio, uh, I'm going to hold my phone, break the law, no one's around, don't worry, I won't get caught. Uh, Anyway, I just wanted to share my story about buying a used Jeep. Uh, My first uh, Jeep, actually my TJ, went out to buy it, and uh, the guy, as I looked underneath of it, uh, told me that he would just part it out if I didn't want it, that uh, he didn't need to sell it, that it was probably worth more in parts, and that... uh, you know, uh, I could I could probably just part it out, and he I didn't need to buy it. And, and the more he pushed me, the kind of red flag went off in my head. But uh, I didn't really know what I was looking at. I didn't take a mechanic with me or have a mechanic look at it, as Josh suggested. I had to look to see that the Thanksgiving it was pretty much completely out, and holding on.
3: <laughs> and that's and it got worse from yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> All Maybe right. he Th- should have put it on his phone audio or his
4: uh, audio. <laughs> uh, just pull over. Pull over where you got good service. You know, oh, this is a good spot. Pull over. <laughs> and you know, no, there's I'm, a, there's I'm, a- I'm with that. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got. <laughs> uh-huh. I gotta give props to Allie for for. I mean, despite you know breaking the law, he did the right thing by by not using the speakerphone because uh, we all we all know the speakerphone doesn't exactly go too well sometimes. Uh-huh. And, and uh, but well, even not using the speakerphone sometimes doesn't go so well either. So, Allie, I want to hear the rest of that story. Dang it! Yeah. Oh, that sounded like uh, sounded like we were getting to the good part there. I heard something about a license plate and rusted through, and
2: I, I'm sure oh, it's going downhill there was, from there. A, so. There was another minute of these things like I was so uh, stupid. Blah 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 blah, and then <laughs> and then there was a bright light. And you I, I just, have to just get him on the show.
4: <laughs> we know this guy's got a jeep story to tell. So. I just
2: want to say it's not against the law to make the call when you're not driving (laughs) so you can you can use the phone but we I really appreciate you you know taking the time to you know break the law for us you know I was when he said breaking the law I kept uh, thinking of uh, Beavis and Butthead going breaking the law breaking the law
4: Well, we got some reviews over the last week, Tony. Some people reached out to us and uh, gave us a little pat on the <laughs> back. And I, well, I know after what was that last week, a week before, where we had a uh, our first two star review or something oh, like that. that a, was,
2: I think it was a one star. Was it and, a one star yeah, review? Yeah, oh, you know, Grandma's uh, Grandma's podcast or something.
4: How are we, what are we down to? Four point nine star now rating. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I thought this <laughs> I thought this uh, was was hilarious. Uh, Petty 111, uh, <laughs> one eleven, or one thousand one hundred and eleven. Uh, gave us a five-star review. He says, please don't track me down. <laughs> I think there's a Tammy implied there. Uh, here's your five stars. All jokes aside, this is a fun Jeep and off-road podcast with lots of giveaways. <laughs> we mm-hmm. certainly thank you for calling, uh, for giving us a... I wonder a,
3: why he, he or she doesn't want us to track them down.
2: Well, Tammy, it was kind of scary. You were talking about going after that, uh, that person that
3: gave us the bad review last week. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to give him a a, a jeep sticker. Ah uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, um,
4: right upside the face.:
2: I was just going right, to say exactly. I, I, I think the police would have problems where exactly where you were going to stick it though so but yeah, you know reviews are like that. some of them are good, some of them are bad, and uh, you got you got to take what you get. so recently uh Rick H on the Jeep talk show Facebook group uh, uh, had received he said he had received his Jeep talk show sticker. had just received it. And I was curious because I haven't sent out a sticker in over a month. So I asked Rick about it. And he said he purchased the sticker. I'm like, holy shit, somebody's selling Jeep talk show stickers illegally. This so, the corner, he's got a trench coat. <laughs> on one side. Yeah, man, hey, I got hey, a hey, sticker sticker. Pull this lever. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, seriously. And uh, so I, I went to to, uh, to, uh, to uh, Messenger on Facebook. To ask him privately where he had uh, got this sticker, because you know maybe Nate had,
4: uh, had printed some up, and uh, he well, was- we have so many ambassadors out there now that are you know working well, on behalf of the Jeep Talk Show that's handing a out possibility, stickers, and stuff. but they shouldn't be selling them. <laughs> well, that's
3: where I was going with it. I was like, now wait a minute, guys, <laughs> I was selling the ones I had. I didn't know we weren't supposed to sell them. I can't, I can't.
2: But anyway, I, I, I touched base with him, and he sent me the the receipt that he had got, and I forgot. I actually put it on the Jeep Talk Show store. So you oh. could actually buy stickers from the Jeep Talk Show store. But you know what else he got? He got a nice Jeep Talk Show hoodie, top-of-the-line black hoodie with that big Jeep Talk Show logo right there on the chest. So uh, not only did uh, Rick want to sport the, the Jeep Talk Show uh, sticker, on his Jeep, which was a, a wonderful picture there on the, uh, the Jeep Talk Show group, Facebook group. Uh, but he also wants to uh, wear the, the hoodie. So I asked him, I said, how do you like it? You know, how's the quality? Because uh, you know, I, I, I put those things up, but I've actually never uh, touched one. And he says, ah, it's going to be a couple more weeks for the hoodie, but I'll let you know. So we got that uh, coming. If you're well, interested. If
3: the hoodie... You don't really need it
2: right now. No. Well, he's in Canada, per- Perfect timing rolling into July and August, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, it's, it's cold in Canada year-round, right? Gotcha. Sure. <laughs> so, anyway, if you'd like to go over and visit the, the Jeep Talk Show store, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, scroll on down through there, and you'll see how you can uh, jump over there to the store and see all the thongs and the baking salt and everything else that's available there. There's no baking salt. There is a thong, though, I think. So, Are you serious? I, well, I can't remember if I actually uh, enabled thong the thongs or not. Be, you wouldn't be
1: able
2: to very, see the whole. Very very small logo, but we very yes. small logo. But we want we want <laughs> pictures of everything, and, and that's uh, hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah. any anything you buy from there. We want we want pictures of, and we won't judge. So uh, you don't even have to shave uh, if you're uh, if you're putting that on if you're a guy. Oh or my
3: god! A oh my god! Move on. <laughs> On. Thanks again,
4: Rick. Thanks again, bud. It's the thought that counts. really <laughs> appreciate it. Hey,
0: guys. It's the FM Jeeper, also known as Phil McCracken, and I just want to let you know that I like to film in portrait. Have a good week, guys.
3: <laughs> release, like, release the Kraken. The he likes the what? What did he
4: say he likes? He, he, he likes to, to take pictures in portrait.
3: Oh!
2: oh I, I listened to it several times. I couldn't, I couldn't hear it. I got to listen to that again.
0: Hey guys, it's the FM Jeeper, also known as Phil McCracken, and I just want to let you know that I like to film and portrait.
2: Have a good no. week, guys. You're absolutely right. I, I no can hear it, it now. It. So, uh, I'm thinking that uh, FM Jeeper needs a sticker on his Jeep that says, release
4: the Phil. Uh, no, like like Phil, <laughs> F-I-L-L, my Kraken. Phil McCracken. Uh, oh, it's a thong. It's a thong joke.
2: <laughs> that really cracks me up. All right. Okay.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just lost half our listeners. That's <laughs> the last yes. 30 seconds. <laughs> good night, folks.
2: Oh, this is good stuff. <laughs>
4: Earn your Schnebley Hill Jeep badge of honor at the 2019 Red Rock Jeep Crawl in Sedona, Arizona, featuring Black Oak, Arkansas, live on stage. There'll be a Jeep show. There'll be Jeep stacking. There'll be a RTI ramp and raffle prizes. Get your tickets today at www.clpentertainmentgroup.com, or check us out on Facebook at CLP Entertainment Group, LLC. Purpose-built Wranglers are a part of Extreme Terrain's mantra, and with that comes their latest throttle, throttle Out episode featuring Mark Townsend from Treads and Trails and his two-door JK Wrangler. Hosting this video is Extreme Terrain's own Ryan Houck, not to be confused with Ryan Huck, who we've had on the show in previous episodes. I honestly think that Extreme Terrain has just got, like, I don't know, a clone bank going, and they just are, are producing hosts now, and they all name him Ryan H. <laughs> Anyways, in this episode, Houck helps Townsend build the ultimate overlanding rig equipped with the perfect mix of aftermarket parts to endure a long adventure across the Trans America Trail, with room for all their gear and their occupants. Towns' background in off road in off roading is quite impressive, as he describes participating in the Vegas Torino race, as well as the Baja 1000. Suffering from a massive set of strokes in 2013, Mark went through extensive rehabilitation to get back on his feet again. To celebrate his recovery, Mark's plan to travel the Trans America Trail with his friend Christian and his service dog Forrest was put into place thanks to Ryan Houck and the team at Extreme Terrain. The build list is absolutely massive and impressive to say the least. So be sure to click the link in today's Jeep Talk Show show notes to see how everything unfolds.
2: So, Josh, I saw a thing on uh, Facebook the other day. They were talking about uh, buy local because uh, when you buy uh, from a big corporation, uh, you're just uh, helping the CEO buy his third house. And uh, I got you know we've had this discussion personally in the past about local versus online. And you know I'm a big online guy because oh I know it. I think that the local people have had their opportunity.
4: And they've screwed it up enough where I'm just going to figure out what I need and buy online. I mean, there's something to be said about doing some online window shopping to, to figure out kind of, you know, sort of what's out there and how much stuff generally costs and whatnot. And you, you do that research I was talking about, but I really, there's nothing that beats going in and getting to touch and feel and talk with somebody about a part or, you know, whatever you're looking at, you know, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I personally think that going into a place in person is, is oftentimes better than, you know, buying something sight unseen online based on a picture that may or may not be right.
2: All right, let's get into this. Now,
4: I know you're a
2: Cherokee <laughs> owner, and I <laughs> know that go. you've been to the auto parts place, and you go in and you say, maybe you don't do this, but I do this. I've got a 1998 Jeep Cherokee Pause not a grand and i need an alternator <laughs> okay and they say is it a grand said <laughs> so, what did i just say i am so. sick as shit of going into auto parts place and not having an individual that knows their ass from a hole in the ground when I'm trying to get parts for my Jeep. So why should I waste the time going local when I have to do the damn research myself? And 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 by the way, I don't have to stand in line.
4: Uh, okay. Have I sold you? <laughs> no. Are you of my way of, my way of thinking now? <laughs> no, of course not. No, look. So. I mean, the, the whole thing with online buying is you're screwed if you have to return it. I mean, let's say the, the parts list was wrong yes. or something like that. I mean, I've ran into instances on a couple of occasions. Okay, no, I mean, right. I've, I've, I've I've had this happen a couple of times with my own Jeep where, you know, you go into a place and you're, you know, okay, this is what I need. And you get the part and you come home and it's not the right part it says it's the right part you research the part number online that says it's supposed to be for the right vehicle but it clearly isn't i mean for example uh, my exhaust manifold gasket i could buy that online if i wanted to if i order the one that is supposed to be for my jeep i'm going to get the wrong one if i'm ordering from Felpro using a certain part number and this is this is across the board this is like a known issue by a lot of people um you know if, if I was going to a parts store, however, and I get that and it's like, oh, look, this part that I just got isn't the right one because, you know, the, the openings and stuff don't match the profile that's on the head. So I've got to take this back and go get the right one. And that's only going to take me, you know, five or 10 minutes, not two or three days or two or three weeks. Oh, yeah. Now, but- waiting, waiting in line for two or three minutes is a lot better than waiting for two or three days or two or three weeks to get a part swapped out.
2: Right, but I think the the amount of time that you go back and forth uh to and waiting in line at the uh, at at the auto parts place or wherever you're going local uh it's going to be 2 or 3 weeks time collectively where you could just been oh, sitting, sitting there in front of your computer ordering online and uh more than 9 times out of 10 getting the right part. And uh, and I will mention that uh, I do a lot of dealing with Amazon and Amazon is they'll send me the, the part out right away overnight if they got if they if it was their mistake sending the wrong one to me and give me the refund when I get the other one sent back in or, or a lot of times they just say keep it. So the customer service is great. Now, my point is, I love the idea of buying local. I do. But they've had their chance and they've screwed it up for me personally. They Uh, There are caveats to that. I mean, there's custom builders and and stuff that you you wanna deal with, I I know locally, but I'm just talking about the the stuff that you have to do uh, over and over again. Now, a local vendor can win me over, but they have to be very good and very good with customer service and knowledgeable. And generally speaking, uh, an auto parts store—you are not uh, one of the chain stores anyway. You are not going to find knowledgeable people. They don't pay enough to have knowledgeable people in those positions.
4: Well, and generally speaking, you know, developing that rapport with somebody—I mean, you, you've got to—you've you, got to go in in order to have them give you that chance to, you know, win you over more or less. If you never give them a chance of, you know, of going in the store and, and developing that report and whatever, whatnot because you're you're buying from the guy down the street who's got an online store, uh, you might be missing out. Oh, yeah. You might be missing out on discounts that you can get, you know, you know because, you know, all of it, hey, Frank, you know, I'm back. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Uh, 10% as usual. Sure. Here you go. You know, cost plus five. You know, sure. No problem. You no, know, whatever it is. I mean, I've got a part store literally about two minutes from my house, if that. And, and I know the guys in there. They hook me up. Um, yeah, there's a couple of guys who may not know Jeeps as well as I do or maybe as the guy you know down the street or whatever. Uh, but you know, I don't need them for that. I know what I want. I know how to get it. They're just there to facilitate the process. Oh, so kind of like an online website is what you're saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you already know what you want. All you got to do is just click the button and wait a day to, for it to come in because Amazon oh, Prime is that I one day. I don't have to wait a day. I have to wait two and
4: a half minutes. You like going down the street. <laughs> you just like going
2: down there and talking to them. And, and
4: you it, just don't like going down there at I all. Do you not. just like
2: staying home. I he's exactly right. Did you realize home is air conditioned? <laughs> so, so is the Jeep <laughs> Or car Or the
4: store is I don't know
2: Well come on Well what do you guys think I mean uh, there's a, a big debate About local or online What do you do And how do you feel About the, the local versus uh, online Tammy what do you do A Local or online
3: Well okay So a local shop Is not going to have My barricade off-road sliders A local shop is not going to have So like What kind of parts Are you guys talking Like spark plugs
4: we're talking about or, everything else except for, you know, the, the like bumpers and, 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 you know, rock sliders and, you know, a Jeep top. You know, we're talking about, you know, stuff for an oil change. We're talking about maybe some oh. off road lights or, You're, you know,
2: those go smaller to the smaller accessories.
4: Your heated seats uh, blows a fuse and you
3: need to buy
2: another fuse.
3: <laughs> Are you serious? You're going to buy that online? Sure. I'll buy a bunch no. of them. I'll get a whole a fuse kit. Oh, my God. Just. I'm with you Tammy. My, I'm with my you. store is like 2 minutes away. I'll go up. That's what I'm saying. So, so Tony, if well, you Well, this run is unfair.
2: A- you just like shopping. You just want to go shop.
4: I uh, sho- you yeah, you um, asked the you asked the wrong person there
3: <laughs> you No, know, you know I like to drive in my Jeep. Yeah. So this gives me an opportunity. I can't go. really,
2: I can't really argue that point. Yeah, <laughs> it is fun getting out there.
3: <laughs> and that is that is one of the first things when I bought my Jeep is I hated to drive around town. I hated it. And then when I got my Jeep, I'm like, oh sure, I'll go run all these errands. So <laughs>
2: you, know, you need anything? You want something? I yeah, can go right? get it for you. you. Need I, I'll
3: go get that. I, I, and don't get me wrong, I do shop on Amazon a lot. I buy all my non. Uh, vehicle stuff on Amazon, like you know what? I need a new belt. I'm not going to run to the local clothing store to get a new belt. I'll go online and buy it because I hate shopping. That kind of shopping. Yeah. But I'm I'm kind of like a weirdo female now because I like going to Home Depot. I like yeah. going to the auto. It's weird. I'm I don't know, but not I weird. love going to... it's perfectly normal, perfectly yeah. natural. <laughs> <laughs> but um, clothing stores. Ugh. I hate it. But I will go get my fuse for my heated seats up the street. Sorry, Tony. From around the world.
0: Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. How a neighbor? It's the Jeep Talk Show interview.
2: IDO boys and girls it's time for another jeep talk show interview this week we've got uh philip now philip sry is a forged in fire champion living in spring texas well as many of us would like to owner and bladesmith at b ready blade works philip is a proud father husband and owner of a 1997 2000 and 2001 xj that's that's a jeep for you uh, people out there that don't know those letters uh, you, can, you can check him out at www.brbwtx.com or brb West brbwesttexas, uh, like I like I like to say. <laughs>
5: along, that, like, yeah, that phrase is catching on here. Too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Uh, along <laughs> with Facebook and Instagram. So you can go over there. Uh, Instagram is really good because the pictures and you get to see these knives. Of course, you can look at the knives directly at uh, brbwtx.com. Um, Philip, thank you mu- very much for being with us again. I think this is your third time. I don't know that we've had um, anybody else uh, on three times, with maybe the possible exception of Brian at Route Route One Six. Tammy and uh, Dan, Greg. Oh, certainly, Dan. That's true. That's very true. So, uh, Philip,
5: you're are technically you're, this is the second time. I think the first first one didn't didn't quite happen or something like that.
1: But uh, my memory can be off too.
2: Okay. Well, we've had personal conversations, so maybe I'm getting confused oh, yeah. with uh, the in person conversations. Uh, I was warning uh, Tammy that uh, uh, Philip's actually uh, an acquaintance of mine, and uh, uh, we have a common friend that lives up there uh, up in Conroe, so uh, in the around the spring area. A few of these towns in Texas that I actually know the name. I've been here all my life. So many towns in Texas, Tammy. Texas is really big, if you don't know. It's like 42 million. Really? Yeah:
3: I had no idea, Tony. You've <laughs> never mentioned that before.
2: So Philip, are, are you originally from Texas?
5: No. So my my backstory is when somebody asks where I'm from, I say specifically ask me a year and I will tell you where I was that year. Uh, we moved. Oh, man, did we move a lot when I was young.
3: Yeah. It's tough moving when you're young
2: though too. Oh, it is. Especially with the friendships and the school and everything. It, I, what, I would imagine that? it's what's horrible like being the a, a new person in school.
5: Oh, every, everywhere, man. You, you don't have time yeah. to, to, to develop those friendships. You don't have time to develop you know, security and and stability school to school to school it's it was incredibly rough as a kid my you know, that's it mildly
2: my ex-wife uh, moved around a lot it was right here in the in the Houston area though and my two boys had to deal with that a lot where they got uh, they got moved around uh, kind of in around uh, Houston though so it still was very frustrating for them
5: Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, a move is a move, whether it's you know short, small geographic area, or from San Francisco, California, to Georgetown, South Carolina, which in my case is what happened, and everywhere oh, in between.
3: When it, when were you in Georgetown, South Carolina?
5: That would have
2: been. You said, give uh, me, give him a year, Tammy.
3: I know.
5: <laughs> yeah, second grade, second grade for me, which was probably right around nineteen ninety three, ninety
3: four, somewhere in there. We were in the same state at the same time, but I was quite a bit older than you. I, I worked in, in television in Charleston at that, that year. No kidding. Yeah. Now, now what and I, I was I, in Georgetown several times. Now,
2: what have I told you whenever you say Charleston? How are you supposed to say it?
3: Charleston. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I'm kind of ignorant here. What is forged in fire? Forged in Fire. I Damn it. Know, I know. I know. I do. Forged in
5: Fire. Forged in Fire is, is probably, uh, if not the one of the top rated reality television shows on right now. It is on the History Channel. And very short description is it is a competition uh, of, of bladesmithing. They take four people in uh, three different rounds and they give you parameters and you have to forge out a blade. First round, they give parameters you got to finish out just the blade blank the worst one gets you know critiqued by the judges and they go home the second round is you have to finish that blade putting a handle on it and meeting other specific parameters that they uh tell you to then those three knives are going to be tested uh strength test sharpness test edge rigidity uh and then the worst out of those gets sent home then the last two they unveil a particular special challenge weapon and they send you back home and a film crew comes with you to your house and you build that weapon uh, completely documented by the film crew then you go back to the studio and they test your final weapon and at the end of it, uh, it it can go one of two ways both perform excellent and the judges will make a decision or you can have you know catastrophic failures or votes or of no confidence in which one of those weapons failed, uh, physically. And then at the end you are left with one person standing and that person is the fortune Fire champion.
2: Now, uh, when we, uh, we actually requested you to be on, uh, whenever you had uh, posted that this episode that you were on was airing and mm-hmm. we specifically got you on after it was aired so we could talk about it. Uh, yeah. uh, because this event actually took, took place quite a while ago, didn't
5: it? Yeah, it did. So the, the first round, uh, I flew out, uh, just before Christmas of last year and filming the first round took, you know, roughly three to four days. And I got back right before Christmas. Uh, at at that time, I knew that I was in the finals. So Christmas was a little exciting this year, trying to keep my mouth shut, but being happy at the same time. Uh, and then, uh, the film crew gets to the house here, January 2nd, and we film the building of that. Uh, I can't remember the exact date. I think we were done the sixth. Let me think here. There's second, third, fourth, fifth. We were done the fifth, and then I was on a plane on the seventh going back. Uh, so, for those of you that don't know, this is filmed up near New York City uh, in Connecticut, and you get there on the seventh, and then they actually give us a free day, so had had some time to actually go into New York City and and see some sites, oh, which nice. I've never. Never been to New York City, so that was pretty awesome. I've been to the yeah. Statue of Liberty, but that was from the Jersey side when I was a kid. So, <laughs> getting to go into the city and see some sites was was really really rewarding. Um, and then filming filming back on set, the judges testing the uh, the product that we had made and having a blast watching them do so. That was that was intense. Just seeing how how the judges enjoyed destroying things with something that i made
2: that oh, was awesome i can imagine R- real quick kind of cutting to the the end here did you get to keep the thing that you made or is that something that, that, they, that they keep
5: so I, I don't know if i should be mad or if i should be honored so the the person that wins they keep it and it stays in their their set their museum that they have there uh but second place the second place actually gets to keep theirs that's kind of their consolation prize of losing you get to keep your you know rejected weapon mm-hmm. <laughs> uh- and,
2: and whatever condition the judges left it in that's exactly right. Yeah. So,
3: okay. So they have a museum. How many shows have they had?
5: Uh, just recently, they had their 100th episode. I think that was how oh, oh many ten episodes ago. So we're we're you know right around 115 this somewhere is a, in there. This is a big time deal, Tammy. Where the I hell know, you been? I,
3: I don't watch TV too much. I watched The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, and lately that's about it. The, the, the um, good.
2: <laughs> game, of, so I, game of thrones is over tammy
3: <laughs> i know i know so i don't i don't watch tv
2: uh, okay i uh, i kind of have an excuse we recently uh well at&t kind of screwed us and uh, we said okay see you later we don't need your uh your tv service anymore and uh i, I have not seen the episode uh, philip I, I i had to actually well, s- scrub your facebook page today to find out if you want or not
5: Really, there are alternative ways of of watching it. You can. Uh, it's actually on Hulu and Amazon Prime.
2: Uh, so is it is it available already on Hulu for the, the the Wednesday episode though?
5: Hulu, I'm not. I'm not positive. I don't. I don't have Hulu. Uh, I do know for a fact Amazon Prime. Um, it becomes available the day after it airs. Oh, so I can do that. Then. it is available.
2: Great. Well, good cuz I want to I want to see that cuz one of the things that I'm curious about well, it's, it's actually kind of good that I didn't see it because if there's some people out there that haven't seen it, this will be a uh a good just, questions for them. So, you know, um If
3: they haven't seen it, now we're just like we ruined it. Eh, spoiler. Eh. I know. Spoiler alert. So, <laughs> h- how was it actually performing? Uh, it, it,
2: were you able to get in the groove of the this the mindset of I'm just making a knife like I make every day? uh uh, at home and doing my own thing and not i'm on a show
5: (laughs) it's like well i mean the the, as far as the mindset was yeah that that was i was in the groove as far as mindset is as far as difficulty of the build because it was it was not a normal knife i mean we're it's a partisan spear a partisan spear uh you know those things are 86 inches tall granted most of it's just the wooden spear part but the, the head, the cutting edge, the flanges, it's very, uh, not, not ornate, but, but somewhat elaborate of a build. The contours on it were much different than just doing a simple knife. So, mindset of attack whatever's in front of me is there. Mm-hmm. But the confusion of how I'm going to get it done was not. <laughs> or yeah. that was there too? Yeah, well, it was that's, difficult. It and, was difficult,
2: and that's part of the the part of the whole thing, right? They don't want to make it uh, in, in your wheelhouse. They want to uh, make you stretch what you've learned, uh, what, uh, and show off what you know.
5: Yeah, I mean, double meaning for the name of the show, Forging Fire. You're not just forging yeah. the piece of fire. You're going through trials and tribulations. You're forging your soul through fire. You know that kind of thing.
2: So these judges, who are these chuckleheads? Do they know what they're doing?
5: Oh, yeah, they know what they're doing. Cool thing is, you know, sometimes (laughs) they have alternating judges. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get uh, Ben Abbott, who, phenomenal guy. He is a product of the show. He is a two-time champion of the show. Ah. There are only two or three of those guys that have won the show twice, and they asked him to come on as a judge. So I had him. Uh, and then I also had Dave Baker, who's a historical weapons recreation, recreationist, uh, specialist in, in historical things. And then Doug Markida, who is the, the physical martial arts, uh, background, all three of which are phenomenal individuals. I, a distinct pleasure of meeting them all multiple times. Uh, got to meet Ben Abbott and Doug Markida again, this past weekend in Atlanta blade show. And they're just great, great people.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say the blade. Uh, you probably run across these people in the blade show. Are there other events that you that you go to as a uh, a knife enthusiast, a blade enthusiast?
5: Yeah, I, I mean they're they're just you know local shows, semi regional shows, and that kind of thing. But the big one, the big one's blade show. That's that is the international you know family reunion per se of of the bladed community.
3: So you know we're talking about you being on this show. You know you obviously. Um, make knives and stuff, but do you for people who don't know who you are, do you sell these knives that you make for yeah, absolutely Joe I mean,
2: no i uh, no <laughs> he he will not sell <laughs> any of those knives
3: well, you just never know it could be could have been his hobby um, yeah,
5: fun I've got a collection no no yeah. Yeah, I, I, I am a, I am a full time bladesmith this this is my source of income absolutely
3: yeah, and so how uh, did you? i mean like where does that c- come from you know were you a well, kid I, like I, oh i, I want to be a
2: how do you decide uh, that i need to cut something let me uh, let me just yeah. make something instead of <laughs> going and buying oh, yeah.
5: one. Plus, you know, this is probably career number 300 i don't know oh uh, okay. my background my background is is music i'm i've been a drummer for 24 years uh my degree is in audio and video production so uh-huh. it doesn't it doesn't translate um Long, long story short, there ain't no money in that, unless you have already got money to invest. So, one day, um, I, I just stumbled across Forged in Fire, actually. I was watching Season 1, Episode 2, um, where Chris Farrell makes the weapon that Xena Warrior Princess has, that circle blade chakram thing. Oh, cool. Uh, and just just fell in love with it and started doing research, finding things on YouTube and found an incredible source in who has become a dear friend of mine, Niels Vandenberg, from just outside of Johannesburg, South Africa. Sweetheart of a guy and incredibly, incredibly talented in this field. So I, I've i just sucked up his information as much as possible. And we've we've grown to have a really good friendship. And that, I think, is one of the best things out of all of this. Got to, again, got to hang out with him over the weekend. And,
2: in Atlanta as well. So that's one of the things the internet is so great about. You get to uh, meet all these people uh, or communicate with all these people easily. Uh, and I'm sure that's helped, helped you out uh, in your friendship. And I would imagine it also, do you guys like share information? Uh, like maybe if you have a, a situation uh, that you're something you're trying to do and you're having some difficulty with it? Uh, you know, actually they should add phone a friend, uh, to the, uh, the Forged yeah. and Fire show. <laughs> <To the>
4: show.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, some people are, are very forthright I- with their information and then some, not so much. Mm-hmm. They, you know, trade secrets yeah. and I've developed it, and how dare you ask. <laughs> so, exactly. Both sides for sure.
2: So, uh, the, um, <laughs> so many questions, uh, so, so little time. Um, so one of the things, it, it strikes me, you just mentioned about the, your uh, your degree in video production. Did you get kind of uh, all geeked out while you were there at the at the show, watching the background, what was going on, asking questions, looking at stuff? And I would imagine the technology's changed quite a bit.
5: You know, that was one of the things that I think I had an unfair advantage against everybody. I, I was used to having literally 15 to 20 cameras in your face at all time. Um, that, that's that big of a production. And you've wow. got anywhere anywhere from you know, t- 20 to 40 people, because you've got producers, you've got medics, you've got safety crew, you've got the judges. There were a lot, a lot of people on set, but I was used to that. That was not a big deal. As far as, as, far as geeking out of the technology and seeing how things work, yeah, it was really cool, but <laughs> it, it didn't mess with my brain. Yeah. Um, so I, I did possibly have an unfair advantage there.
2: That's pretty cool. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's the way life is, that, that you have experiences that other people don't, and that can give you an unfair advantage, but it also could just mean that you were in the right place at the right time. You've uh, learned the right stuff. Now, how long have you been making uh, uh, knives and blades uh, before you going on to the show?
5: So I, my first knife I sold uh, March of 2017, and I've been, I've been you know studying for roughly three years total. Um, and playing with it, got confident enough to the point where I thought I could sell a few, start making a little bit of income, but serious full-time, both mental and physical pumping this stuff out is, is only been roughly a year and a half. So
2: there's people out there that have been making knives for a really long time and are, are just pissed off about you winning this.
5: Yes, there are. <laughs> yes, frankly, i kind of happy
3: about it. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> nanny, uh, nanny, boo-boo.
2: I, that's Because uh, I thought you'd been making them longer than that. Uh, you probably said in, in their uh, pre- prior interview, but I had forgotten. Uh, so, yeah, I actually thought you had been doing it at least five years or so, or, or maybe even longer. Oh, no.
5: No, no, no. And and honestly, it's kind of a point of confusion. I'm sitting back here scratching my head. These guys are doing this 25, 30 years, and some of them have been denied for the show, and here I am, this nobody, and, oh, yeah, go right ahead. This Yeah, this will be great TV. So... <laughs>
2: I think I don't it's understand. I think it's the the long red beard. I think that's what you got you in. I I'm yeah. just good for t- he's, <laughs> yeah. he
5: just now, looks good in front of a camera.
3: Now this you should, you should change your name to the bl- the bearded bladesmither. <laughs> so
2: now this is something right. that came out on the on your Michael Berry uh interview that you did recently uh this uh, this mm-hmm. past Wednesday morning. Uh he asked uh about um Damn it! I forgot it now. I was thinking about the beard. He he made a comment about the uh, uh-huh. the Hobbit thing, or one of them did. Which yeah, I-, I was
5: wearing Birkenstocks. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I don't know if he was joking, or if he genuinely got offended. But he, are you wearing Birkenstocks in my studio? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'm wearing a flannel, I look pretty rugged. I've got cargo shorts on, and then he sees the Birkenstocks.
2: Did you, did you drive the Cherokee up there? That would have been really good. He would have loved uh, you, know, you showing up on a 21-year-old vehicle. That would have been great. <laughs> no, I, I took the Volkswagen. Ah, well, that Birkenstock <laughs> makes make sense then.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining a Volkswagen uh, Beetle bug.
2: So one of the things uh, that I would think is the, the best about winning uh, this uh, Forged in Fire episode would be the notoriety your your name and your company's name out there now this the show just aired this past wednesday and it's so it's only been a couple of days have you noticed anything uh, happening the the I, I know you've gotten a lot of congratulations i saw that on facebook but as far as a business aspect uh, what's going on there
5: you know, it it hasn't been as you know I, lofty dreams and whatnot. It hasn't been as as crazy as I thought it would be, but there has been a definite, noticeable uptick in business for sure. Um, but you know, it can always be better, right? Oh, of course.
2: <laughs> um, also, too, the, the the you don't get to keep the the blade that you make or the spear in this case, but you do get to keep the the grand prize money. Now, Correct. Did they did they wait and pay you uh, on the the day after they air the uh, the episode, or do they pay you up, uh, way back when when you won?
5: <laughs> no, they they don't they don't pay you way back when because then you can breach your contract. But hey, I got the money. And then the, you know legal problems and all oh. that. So I I have been told, and I'm trusting that you know they cut the check the day after the episode airs, which would be today. So oh, I I am anxiously. <laughs> Camping out in front of my mailbox.
2: <laughs> oh, man. See, I was joking. I didn't think that. The, I figured they paid you after they said, yeah, you're the champion. No, mm-hmm. they're cut. Oh, gee. So they're cutting checks every week.
5: <laughs> not, not only do they make you, you know, you know, torture you in waiting to say anything. They torture you with the income, for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, because you couldn't say anything since uh, since January on this. I mean, yeah. uh, all the stuff that was going on. I mean, uh, and, and you're there when people get cut. So you know that you're progressing on. Oh, just amazing! That's going to be so frustrating. Oh, um, so uh, one of the things I heard on the Michael Berry show, uh, they were asking you about uh, how you got on the show, and I thought your your statement was very interesting.
5: Oh, I don't remember what I said. You, I'm, uh, uh, you I'm one said, of the stupid ones that applied or something like that. Yeah,
2: no, it was that was it. It was they they usually headhunt. Uh, I think is yes. what you said. They headhunt these people to come on the show, but that's not what you did.
5: Yeah, well and I and I'll I'll only clarify a little. They they take referrals and they headhunt and uh it, it's rare. They do take some people that just say, "Hey, I'm stupid enough to apply." They take them, but it is rare. Most everything is referral and headhunting.
2: Well, and I would think and I and I don't I haven't keep, been keeping up the show, uh and probably no way for me to know, but I would I would think that the people that they let in that have requested to be on aren't grand prize winners.
5: Well, you know, it, the, one of the things that they get a lot of flack for is th- this is television. It is entertainment. Right. They do have to screen people that are going to be entertaining in front of a camera. You can have the right. best bladesmith in the world and he performs in front of a camera like a sack of potatoes. Right. That person's not going to make it through the, right. the you know the audition process. So. One of the one of the things I have going for me is I perform as a bladesmith like a sack of potatoes, but I'm very energetic, so <laughs> I'm good in front of a camera. Uh, that that's one of the things I get a lot of flack for. But people need to keep in mind it is entertainment, it is television. Not saying it's scripted by any means, but it is entertainment.
2: So there was nothing. Uh, there was nothing made up about the the effort that you went that you put into uh, to oh, to, no, to make I, this blade. I put
5: everything. I yeah. put everything I had into that. I did my absolute best. I am very proud, very proud of my limited skill, my limited time in developing that skill and that product that I put out. It's you know a lot of people will find a lot of fault in it, and I take that criticism with an open heart and open mind because it did have problems. But I am incredibly proud of what I created.
2: So, uh, w- what did the judges do to your uh, your blade, and and how did it fare? I would imagine it fared well.
5: Uh, do you want the first round blade that we created, or you want my final round?
2: Uh, let's oh. go with the final round. Okay. So uh, actually, how round. about the one that was most interesting?
5: <laughs> oh, I mean, they both, they both were really interesting. The, the first round, it, it held up better than I thought it would because, you know, running out of time and, and just kind of right. ha- having to throw it together uh, with a ton of epoxy and then a threaded water buffalo pommel. I thought chopping on that fire brick, it was going to fall apart for sure. Not that the blade would break, but the, the handle assembly would, would come apart. Mm-hmm. And then to see it, you know, if you haven't seen it, watch that part, because just destroying that brick was great. Um, and then the the, the second, you know, the final weapon, that partisan, uh it it performed, man, like like a dream. It was stout, a little too stout, but it just tore apart the ballistics dummy, blood was flying everywhere, <laughs> uh, and then piercing through chest armor like it was nothing and it was heavy enough to push through with that extra little oomph uh it was it was it was incredible incredible to watch that do you
2: did you get the feeling that anything that the the judges were doing uh was unfair either to you or the un uh, or the other uh, contestants like the the blade was you know they knew better they knew that the blade was not going to handle this and they pushed it really further than what it should be pushed
5: well i mean that's that's kind of the point really i mean they want to destroy they have a sick mentality when it comes to this they want to destroy your blade that's kind of the purpose of the show they want to test it to its limits but 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 they all have
2: limitations is is what i'm saying and and they know how the the realism uh, how realistic is this going to be that this that you would i mean chop it up a brick come on what
5: do you do i mean how many people chop bricks (laughs) <laughs> right, so so is Kids. is, is realistic. Well, that's true. <laughs> as far as the the realism or or how realistic it is in the application of their testing, yeah, I mean that's outrageous. Nobody's going to do that. But the way that the judges do it, it's fair across the board. Everybody, when they're you know using my knife to beat on that brick, Ben is hitting it just as hard as he would with somebody else. That's he, you know. There's a long period of time. Uh, just so, he, so Ben's body can recuperate, you know, from the point that he exerted himself on mine, then to the next person. Because they do. They want to recuperate the body so he, can, he oh, can give just as much pressure. Yeah, that's interesting. I never uh,
3: thought of that. I didn't yeah. either.
5: Yeah. So, I mean, the, so the, the, the last one, he's not fatigued and wimping out. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, they do. They throw down. So, I, I will say that. They want to destroy your weapon. And they take every precaution that they can to make sure it is fair
2: that's great that, uh, that, yeah i was always wondering about that i've seen a couple of episodes and i was always wondering about that because they just really i mean i know it's tv and it's supposed to be interesting and, and that's kind of the drama of it is this thing really going to stand up yeah. to this abuse and oh my god would that's not going to happen in real life what are you doing you just you're just wanting to break this thing so yeah that's sure. uh that's interesting all right so uh philip uh where can the work where, <laughs> where can the kids find you I don't know if, the, if if anybody, any parents, want them to find you. I know, no. So I'm thinking no. the same
5: thing. I'm not. Kids, no. Ask your parents, <laughs> right?
2: And of course, I'm talking about our audience. Just uh, you know, the, yeah. uh, the, the the kids. Where can the kids find you on social media?
5: Sure. So brbwtx.com is the website. At be Ready blade works is the call handle for Instagram.
2: And I, and uh, so you're on the, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram. Uh, I'm assuming you don't do the Pinterest thing.
5: No, everybody tells me I should, but I just can't figure it out. My mm-hmm.
2: wife keeps telling I me and I'm it. saying, "I'm not a woman, I'm not going to be on Pinterest.: You,
3: know, you would be surprised <laughs> at at how big Pinterest really is. It is. I've run across I mean, some of those yeah. some of those searches. There, there's
5: a market. I just don't know if it's a knife market. I yeah. don't
3: know. And of
2: course, the the main reason why we have you on here is so we can tell people about uh, knives and stuff that you make at uh, Be Ready Blade Works. Because every jeeper needs a knife. You got to cut something. You got to uh, stab that person that's uh, not moving quick enough. I mean, not now. You don't do that. Uh, but you you need a knife when you're on the trail because there's no telling. It's a great tool to have, and uh, you can go over to uh, Be Ready Blade Works uh, BRB west texas (laughs) wtx.com i heard michael barry say that by the way he's copying some of the stuff on the show did did you notice that they i don't know if you if you hear this in the show or not but they do a lot of this in there and and, you know (laughs) and i i I was like you know those bastards they're copying me because i think we've
3: been on longer (laughs) than them (laughs) okay you need to just go to google and um, search Pinterest and knives. You will be surprised.
5: <laughs>
2: okay. Very I will, I will surprised. Do uh, don't I let will. her sway you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, anything to make a buck. I'll check it out. Oh,
2: and yeah, by the, exactly. And and also too, we don't want to forget about this, uh, Philip. You were very kind enough to give us a uh, promo code, uh, so people can get some uh, little something, something from your site. A little uh, a little bit off. Uh, tell us about that.
5: Yeah, I'll do two, you know, just general standing promo code 10% off if you use the promo code Jeep. And since Father's Day is coming up, getting a little close, I can't guarantee it's going to get to you by Father's Day. But if you use the promo code Father's Day, fifteen percent off your entire purchase I at brbwx.com.
2: I can tell you, as a dad, if I got a really nice custom-made knife and it wasn't on Father's Day, I'd be okay with that.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'll wait a little. I'll wait a little.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, and and, and uh, Philip has some beautiful knives over there. Uh, to Go check it out. Have a look. Uh, Did uh, Michael Berry ask to keep that knife that uh, he took the picture uh, with you in?
5: No, but two seconds after I got off the air that thing was sold and I'm going to make him two <laughs> knives one One for him personally and one that he's gonna be able to give away to the charity of his choice.
2: Oh, that's great I saw him holding that knife and pointing it at you in that uh, that picture you guys took together and I went He asked for that knife. He says hey, give me give me that knife. I want that knife. <laughs>
5: I looked at the photo after, and I just did not like the way he was looking. He did not look happy. It <laughs> was staged, of course. But.
2: Yeah, no, I understand. Well, Philip, thank you very much for being on, and especially at uh, such short notice, because as soon as uh, you found out whenever the uh, the episode was going to air, uh, I contacted you, and you were uh, good enough to agree to be on uh, just the, the day after. we The show gets released on Friday, but we record on uh, Thursday, so this is just the day after the, the episode air. Uh, episode aired. So, Philip, thank you so much for being with us tonight.
5: My pleasure and thank you for having me.
4: Thank you. Thanks again to Philip for taking the time to talk about Be Ready Blade Works. Coming on the show and uh, talking about his recent appearance on the History Channel's Forged in Fire as well. Don't forget to go to BRBWTX. That's our website. BRBWTX. And enter the discount code for 10% off the entire store. That's right. You guys can get anything they're selling 10% off using the code Jeep. Don't forget about that. Hey, if you have an idea for a guest or if you work in the off-road industry, maybe know somebody who does. Maybe you yourself would like to be a guest here on the Jeep Talk Show just to tell your own Jeep story. And trust me, we want to hear it. Go to jeeptalkshow.com contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Who knows? Very well, could be you. And coming up next week, what start started off as a simple, unreachable
2: fishing hole led to a custom fabrication shop that has been building unstoppable off-road Jeeps since 2013. Trend Center Customs is going to be with us and tell us about their amazing story. From the mind of
1: Nikki G!
0: Hey,
1: this is Nikki G. And uh, I've got a little bit to add to the uh air compressor conversation As a lot of people know some of the newer kias don't come with a spare tire they come with just an air compressor and wandering through the junkyard i found a kia that had an air compressor in the trunk still so i bought it for 5 bucks and i've got to tell you that has been one of the best air compressors i've ever used not the best but it's up there and for 5 bucks you can't beat it i've often thought about getting The CO2 tank, like FM Jeeper stated. And uh, I like the fact that you could hand it off to a buddy. And I was just wondering uh, where I can find one. No, not a tank. A buddy I could hand it off to. (laughs) All right, boys and girls, I'll uh, chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. I was trying. I know, it's been a lame week. I was trying so hard
2: to figure out a uh, a joke that he was going to do about the Kia. You know, I was thinking about you know you put the Kia in or you know something. Oh, so yeah, okay. And and it was I just I didn't see that coming left field. Good job. I'm going to
4: look into that actually. I, I I am kind of mind blown right now that that Kia would do something like that. I had, I had not heard <laughs> about that before. It was very interesting. What, what are you supposed to do with an air compressor if you have a blowout? You know, you got you got a you know a lag bolt sticking through your sidewall. What what are you supposed to do with that, an air compressor? Uh, and, uh, you but, gotta pull over every so often. <laughs> all right. But no, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of output those things have What kind of duty cycle, all, all that sort of stuff So uh, yeah, thanks for the heads up, Nikki G You might have to do a little write-up on that So one of the things I always
2: think about Whenever we're talking about air compressors As far as an inexpensive air compressor And I'm seeing this thing is, is currently unavailable So I don't know if it's if it's uh, still even available out there Someplace, I'm maybe under a different name But the one I got, and I know everybody knows about this one uh, uh, You guys, I, I'm sure you know about it the Master Flow uh, MF1050 uh, yeah. Tire Inflator. The, I don't have a price on it because it's not available on Amazon right now, but it seems like it was around 50 less than $60. And this thing it has a gauge. It's uh, you, you can clip it straight to the battery. Uh, it has the retractable uh, uh, line on it. Uh, it's the coiled you know, one that the, uh, coils back up. It's great. It's very nice. And I, I, I actually got it for uh, the FAM. So whenever they need to air stuff up, uh, frankly, they just wouldn't pay attention to how to use the air compressor out in the garage. So I got them this one. (laughs) So I I would just use the air compressor, but they don't want to find the fitting that goes on the end of the hose and turn it on, you know, all this stuff.
4: There is a um, another manufacturer. Basically, they just slap their name on the exact same thing. It's the Q Industries M50 Superflow High Volume 12 Volt Air Compressor, um, and you can find that for about twice as much uh, as as the one that Tony's talking about. And it's the exact same compressor. Is it 100 um, bucks? It's 114 on Amazon right now oh with free goodness. shipping. They have t- they have ten left in stock. Yeah, these I got mine are nice. I, it, they really are. This is the, I have the exact same compressor. Uh, and I've been using it for, geez, the better part of seven or eight years. Uh, it's never let me down. Uh, it's, I mean, the thing puts out, I mean, I, I air up, um, all, all four of my 33s from 10 pounds to to 35 and it takes me about 20 minutes, uh, 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you're sitting there, you, you clean up, maybe eat a sandwich, uh, you know, that sort of thing. You're just kind of BS in any ways. not really that big of a deal. Um, so, uh. Yeah, I mean, is it going to give you the performance like a tank will, like a CO2 tank? No, uh, but it comes with a case, has everything you need, it performs, and it's reliable. Uh, and I bought mine through Walmart online yeah. of all places for 60 bucks. So you bought uh, online, you didn't just go to the store, oh, just gosh. two miles down oh. the road. I know, <laughs> I know,
3: oh. I know. Gosh.
4: Immediately, as soon However, as I started talking, it mistake. However, <laughs> the air compressor I had before that... Uh, which I was using on my 31s and the 28s I had before that, the stock tires, <laughs> um, I, I, I bought from a store. I went in and and bought it, and that was just a little Harbor Freight compressor, and, and it did. It served its purpose, and uh, it eventually found itself a new home with a new Jeeper, and uh, they they hopefully passed it on to somebody else, too. So, looking online, I see that
2: uh, masterflowair.com, uh, they have the Tsunami MF1050 30-amp, 3500 refurbished. So I bet you they don't make these anymore, but you can get a refurbished one for 4999 over at the masterflowair.com. and I, I think everybody here, I, Tammy, I don't know if you have any uh, experience with this thing or not, but this is like the universal go-to portable air compressor uh, for your your jeep tires. This is this the
4: the really nice, inexpensive uh, uh, air compressor. They have a an upgraded model, the uh, the MF 1089 uh, which I might look into actually. it looks uh, it looks pretty
3: stout oh we're getting I into fl- numbers again
4: i know i know we're <laughs> gonna we have
3: to start a whole other segment about think compressors it, think Dang of it. it like
2: shopping tammy and these are prices then you need to know what the numbers are those little prices things
0: hey tammy this is rick wannabe jeep's photographer and i heard you're looking for a photographer i don't know i could be the guy let me know when your event is if i can work it out and be there i will be there between your F-bombing and my Woo! People know uh, what in the world is coming through the woods, Adam. Right. Great show as always, guys. Love the Jib Talk Show. Stick it in my ear hole. He said ear hole. He said ear
2: yeah, hole, he did folks. say ear hole. He did <laughs> say ear hole.
3: I- yeah, he has that South Carolina, North Carolina accent. You know, I've actually met Rick um, when I went to URA the first time. He's an awesome guy. His family's great. Wow, he got um, one heck of a personality. This yeah, guy's got yeah, some energy. He's, <laughs> he's
2: he's on eleven all the time.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's he's really a great guy. And as a matter of fact, we um we talked and the Carolina Trails off road. Some of those folks are going to come up, and myself and another jeeper from the area, we're going to give them um a jeep ride in Roush Creek. And unfortunately, Rick has a wedding that week. And so, I know. So, the next time I go to Uari, I think I'm going to plan on going to Uari every year um, for their spring invasion. So, maybe Rick and I can hook up then, Um, you know, because he's all the way down in the the Carolinas. So, it's kind of a a hard hard If If he's going to be your
2: photographer, he needs to come to you, damn it. And
3: congratulations,
4: Rick. So... Oh, no, he I mean, might, he might just be working a wedding.
3: Yes, yes. He's, well, that's he's already joke. married.
4: That's the joke. He's
3: already married. and has several kids. Everybody, be his everybody panics. Wife and everybody panics. He's never been divorced. <laughs> yes. So it, it
2: could be his second wife. You never can tell.
3: <laughs> and he, he takes great pictures, um, and I'm sure he can videotape just as well. Okay, class, it's time for a review. Let's check it out. Check it out.
0: It's time for Jeep Mama's product review. Yeah, what is it, and
3: why do I want it? Well, this one is um, an update. It's my Barricade Rock Sliders, and um, I know I discussed. I think it was last week <laughs> about <with> more rust. <laughs> yes, um, they actually are have held up great when it comes to the rust, um, except for you know when you, you scrape the the bottoms with the powder coat uh, with the rocks. Um, but I just wanted to do an update review on this since I've had them for several years now. They've held up really good. And um, you can get these Barricade Rock Sliders um, from Extreme Terrain for $320. These are for the JKUs. Um, they make them for the two-door model as well. But I'm t- talking about the four-door JKUs from 07 to 19, Um, they're textured black powder coat finish. And actually the powder coat has held up so much better than the the bumpers that I have, um, except for underneath where I scrape it, but the rust is not spreading like it does on the bumpers. So it's really good. And these are easy bolt on installation. I did them all myself. Um, They're 2-inch tubular stainless steel construction, and these double as a convenient step. Not all sliders are a convenient step, um, but these are. And they provide the side and the undercarriage protection of your Jeep. Um, They give your Jeep a rugged off-road appearance, which is one of the main reasons I bought them, because I wanted my black Jeep to look badass. Um, and they provide the practical side and undercarriage protection from brush, rocks, and other trail hazards. And um, if you want to see how easy they are to install, you can just go over to www.jeepmama.com and click on my Jeep parts and scroll down and you'll see all the parts I have on my Jeep. And then I have links to my installs and to the products. And... Just um, at the Crawlin' for Cops event, I was on some pretty gnarly trails, and I came down hard on some rocks at one point. And these sliders actually did save my Jeep from um, some um, body damage, because if it weren't for these sliders, um, I probably would have bent up one of my doors. And it did take a pretty big ding, which is my first big ding um, or dent. I guess I should call it in them. So I highly recommend these sl- sliders. I think they look great. They're solid and they're they're just really badass looking. So barricade rock sliders.
2: I personally would recommend that you do not go off road, uh, either water even if it's water or mud, without some uh, rocker protection. Uh, I think the sliders are very important. And, and Tammy, I have a question for you. You said they, they make a convenient step, which is uh, something that triggers me because I see uh, pseudo sliders that are are steps. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why in the world would I want to put something on my vehicle that I'm trying to get up off the ground so I don't get hung up on something uh, with, uh, and then put a part on it that has stuff that hangs down that can get hung up on? Uh, the uh, sliders can be used as steps but they're generally not convenient because they're so high up. Uh, you haven't had that that problem with, with these?
3: No, um, not even because I had these on my Sahara too when it was stock. And maybe it's just because I'm not as tall as most men. I don't know. I've always felt like, They've worked perfect.
2: Well, and you had them on the Sierra before you had a lift, so they were lower to the ground. It would be easier to right. put, get your foot up on. But now that you've put a lift on your Jeep, you you still oh, don't have see. a you still don't have a problem getting your foot up there. And uh, no,
3: actually, I have the um, you know the A pillar grab handles. Uh-huh. Um, I should do like a little video on how to get into your lifted Jeep. But you know, put. You know, you grab the grab handle, and then you put your foot on the step, and then you just kind of pull yourself up. Oh, that's
2: great! I'm glad to hear that because, like I said, I really hate those things that hang down. To me, it is just right. counterintuitive.
3: Right, right. Because you want to have as much clearance under Absolutely. Your teeth as possible. Have an idea for a product review, just visit our contact page and let us know what you'd like to hear on our next product review. And coming up in a few minutes, we're going to hear a little bit about some events that are happening in your hometown and around the nation in Wheeling Ware.
0: Hey, guys, this is Rick with 1BG Photographer. I listened to the episode from last week, and y'all are talking about the Smittybilt app. And Tony made a comment on not really like an idea about zero out on a hill I think you correct me if I'm wrong because it ain't the first time I've been wrong you can set it to zero based on having your phone mounted on in your Jeep so you don't have if your mount isn't exactly set at zero you can set it to zero when you're on a flat level surface and it zero to match how your phone sits on the mount and then that way as your jeep's rolling up and down it it will read properly anyway i don't know if i explained that right i have problems speaking <laughs> i hope you all have a great day Bye.
2: no i think you're actually uh, right dead on it uh, i think the, the critical bit that you're missing is is that uh the thing that i had a problem with zeroing it on a hill if, let's say your Jeep rolls at, I don't know, 40 degrees, I, I, I'm just throwing out a number there, I, I don't know, maybe it's more, maybe it's less, maybe it's, it's 90, I don't know, uh, but say your Jeep roll would roll at 40 degrees, and you're on a hill, uh, and you are uh, at a, a 15 degree tilt, well, I'm going to zero my, my, uh, my, my tilt gauge here, and now, where does it roll? It doesn't roll at 40 degrees, it's going to roll at uh, 25 uh, but if, you're, if the gauge that shows up on there is, shows the yellow, well, you're not going to even be in the yellow before you're going to roll. So you don't want to be on a hill zeroing it out. You want to be on a flat level surface. But yeah, it's, it, it, it's there exactly for that reason because it's on your phone and you need to put your phone in and then zero it for on flat level ground. But not do I, I wouldn't do it on a hill because now the information
4: you're getting is just wrong. Now let's get to some events from around the world and maybe in your neck of the woods. And don't forget to let us know about an event that you have planned or are involved with or volunteering with or even just know about. Go to JeepTalkShow.com contact and click and fill out our Wheeling Wear form. The information comes to us. We get it out to the masses. Coming up July 4th through the 7th, that's going to be a nice weekend event. We have the United Christian Off-Road Alliance doing their Crawl for Christ event in Disney, Oklahoma. And we have the 32nd Annual a a Auto Store Summer Four-Wheel Jamboree Nationals coming up July 12th through the 14th in Bloombergs, Pennsylvania. Uh, for more information on these events or other events and links to all the good stuff, visit JeepTalkShow.com website for this episode and, well, you get everything you need. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to have our free app for your Android or Apple device downloaded. That way, you get the latest content right away. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. I had a nickel. Every time I heard a new noise from my Jeep, I'd like to be able to afford a new Jeep. <laughs> oh,
1: I've since 2010.